Hi, and welcome to another episode of GovCast. I'm T. Dow, and today we'll be talking to Lieutenant Mike McCarthy as we discuss the Michigan State Police's Precision Driving Unit, takeaways from the 2022 Model Year Police Vehicle Tests, driving the Ford Mach-E electric car as a patrol vehicle, and the future of electrification in patrol vehicles. Uh, but before we start, remember to connect with us on social media. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss future episodes of GovCast. You can also find these episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you'd like to listen on the go. And lastly, we also have a police fleet newsletter you can sign up for to stay up to date on police fleet news. Um, and now here is my conversation with Mike. Can you provide a quick intro on yourself, the Precision Driving Unit, and your annual vehicle tests? So my name is Mike McCarthy. I'm the lieutenant in charge of the Michigan State Police Precision Driving Unit. My main job function is to provide driver's education to the members of our department, um, whether that be recruits or in-service officers. Um, I also have a, a small role in our fleet management um, unit and I'm responsible for our annual vehicle testing program. Can you tell me a bit more about the vehicle testing program? Sure. Um, every year, the basically Ford, Chevrolet, and Dodge provide us new models of their patrol vehicles, their pursuit-rated patrol vehicles. Um, and we test them for performance criteria, um, specifically acceleration, top speed, braking, um, and then what we call vehicle dynamics, which is pretty much how the vehicle handles overall. Um, they're also rated by 10 troopers and ergonomics. Um, and then we take them to our radio install shop where they evaluate the, the way the vehicle's built for installing uh, the communications equipment. So you've done these for a few years now, I believe. What's your biggest takeaway from the vehicle testing this year? So this year was fairly unique because we had our first electric vehicle in it, Ford's Mach-E. Um, and we have spent a couple of years knowing that electric vehicles were coming, uh, a couple of years on how we wanted to go about testing them um, and what kind of performance criteria they should measure up to. Um, so all the manufactured manufacturers agree that an electric vehicle in the police industry should perform just like a gasoline vehicle. So we, we test them to the same standard. Um, and the biggest takeaway was, was that the vehicle passed all, all of our purchasing criteria. What kind of purchasing criteria? Uh, so we have, in our purchasing criteria, we have performance specifications where the vehicle has to accelerate uh, so quickly um, to different different speeds. It has to stop in a certain distance or actually under a certain deceleration rate. Um, and then it has to survive the dynamics testing without a major mechanical breakdown. So um, as far as our testing goes, um, it qualified for us purchasing it. Got it. I saw your name as one of the drivers for the Mach-E. Can you tell us a bit more about driving it as a police vehicle? Yeah, so this, this year was, was kind of unique because we had a very shortened uh, vehicle dynamics day because of rain. So I was actually the only driver of the Mach-E this year. So I, I drove it for all four sessions. Lucky um, you. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of fun being the first vehicle and uh, being the only driver in it. 
Um, what I can tell you is that it, it performed uh, similar to the to, to the Crown Victoria uh, of old. So it, it had similar performance characteristics. On to the results. So we um, at Government Fleet usually cover the results. And, and, you know, I look at the numbers and they're often so close, like sometimes less than a second of difference. Uh, when that's the case, how should police agencies use the test results or how do they use them generally? Yeah, so um, we basically provide the performance, uh, how the vehicle performed the day that we tested it. And the fleet manager has to kind of look at the mission that they're trying to um, to satisfy with the purchase of their vehicle. Um, so if, if somebody is buying something for a SWAT team or long distance patrols, um, they may need to carry more gear than the average patrol officer. So they may be looking at the SUV side of the vehicles. Um, whereas somebody else that may be doing a highway patrol function and doesn't carry the same amount of gear may look at the sedans or, or smaller vehicles. So um, basically, if, if, if it's a city patrol, they, their top speed, the top speed testing is basically irrelevant uh, because they're never going to see the top speed in the city. Um, but for us, where we have a, a large freeway patrol function in our job duties, the top speed does matter uh, quite a bit to us. So they just need to look at the numbers overall. I, and I'm going to throw a pitch into my counterparts out at the LA Sheriff's Department right now. Um, when we do our testing, we do it without any weight in the vehicle um, and without any lights, any, any kind. We were testing the raw vehicle. And we call our testing best case scenario, whereas the LA Sheriff's Department puts weight in the vehicles. They run on max AC um, and do a worst case scenario. Um, so I, I tell everybody that asked me about our vehicle testing to look at ours as best case scenario and to look at the LA Sheriff's Department's results and see the worst, the worst case scenario for performance and then kind of figure out somewhere in between where your department's uh, use case is going to fall. That is a very in interesting distinction. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um... So we always, I feel like people like to talk about speed because that's what's fun, but obviously ergonomics and the ease of installation of equipment is also really important. And you had mentioned that the um, your team also uh, rates that. How big of a factor are these when it comes to agency selecting vehicles? So probably not as big as it should be. Um, <laughs> with officers working, you know, uh, alternate shifts up to 12 hours long scheduled, you spend a considerable amount of your day sitting in that vehicle. Um, and the ergonomics are very important for the mobile office uh, environment that the, the officer is going to experience throughout the day. Um, you know, obviously it can be the most comfortable vehicle in the world, but not carry any gear or not have any performance and that wouldn't work for us either. So we kind of, we actually have a formula um, where you, you weight different areas um, as far as to what your agency needs and then look at that data as being the pre predominant um, figure that you base your decisions off of. Okay. Um, I'm going to circle back to electrification. Um, we often hear about police agencies adding like a Tesla to their patrol car just to test it out. Will, do you see Tesla sending a vehicle out for testing or any other um, types of electric vehicles being tested in, in the near future? 
So um, I see electrification as the future of automobiles, uh, whether I want it or not. Um, I'm kind of a 1960s muscle car kind of guy, so I, I'm not that excited about the electric vehicles, but we know the future of electric vehicles is coming. Um, we have talked with Tesla um, about entering a vehicle into the, into the testing for, actually it was this last year, um, but they're more than invited to come to next year's uh, whenever they decide that they want to test their vehicle in our program. Um, we have talked to a couple other agencies that build electric vehicles, um, and we'll see where next, uh, where, where next year's testing goes. In fact, we've actually talked of whether we need that to extend the testing by a day just to have a second day of vehicle dynamics testing um, for electric vehicles only. We're, we we have only so many vehicles in our day that we can test with our, our current protocol. And if we get more than about two electric vehicles in next year's test, we may have to extend out a day just to get charging times in between runs um, and still accomplish getting every vehicle tested. Oh, yes, I did notice that you charge between. Can you explain that a little bit more? We did. And it goes right back to that best case scenario. Um, we we gas the uh, internal combustion engine vehicles between runs so that um, they have a full tank when every driver starts off with them. Um, and that's more for weight and having an equal playing field from, from uh, driver to driver. Um, but since we were allowing the gas vehicles to be gas, we figured we would charge the electric vehicles in the downtime between runs. Um, and with the, with the level three charger that Ford had there, we were able to gain about, well, we were able to bring the vehicle right back up to just about 80% for each run. Um, so the data that we collected was each run run took about 30% of the battery. Um, so we were able to make those 20 miles of performance driving on about 30% of the battery. All right. Thank you. And uh, can you tell us any highlights or best moment or event from this year's tests for you? Yeah. So this year's testing, um, everything but the Mach-E had, we had pretty much seen in the past. Um, one of the big things we tested this, this last spring was the Ford F-150 um, improved its top end. Um, and then we had the electric vehicle from Ford too. So those were kind of the highlights of the testing. Um, but really what the, the most, the biggest thing that came out of this year's testing and pretty much every year's testing is just how much effort the manufacturers put into providing the police industry a very reliable um, performance driven vehicle. And if you look, as you stated with the, uh, the testing results, they are all so close together um, that the performance criteria really has gone out the window um, because everything pretty much performs on the level of everything else. There's a couple of really fast vehicles and then the main body of police vehicles and, the, and then a couple of solar ones. All right, then I think that's all the questions I have for you. Thank you so much for your time, Mike. Um, for our viewers, I do want to hear from you. Let me know down in the comments below how your agency chooses law enforcement vehicles or how you use these vehicle results, test results. Um, and remember to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of GoCast. See you next time.